Welcome back to Abundant Thinking. My name is Elon, and if you want to achieve and think like the 1%, you've come to the right place. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about nutritional psychology with my friend, and you can expect to learn how our diet affects our mental well-being, the dangers of sugar on our brain, how to tell if your vitamins are natural or if they're synthetic, how important your gut is for your health, and lastly, foods that you can implement today to improve your mental health and well-being. Enjoy the episode, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Abundant Thinking. Today, I have a very special interview uh, with Josh Peckler. Before I let him introduce himself and say his thing, I just want to say this is going to be a really good episode you guys should take the time to listen to this because there's gonna be a lot of value and hopefully you're gonna learn a lot also i want to say josh is a very close friend of mine he's very smart and he he's an inspiration in a way i strive to be like him and know as much as he does and josh let you do your thing say hi and talk a little bit about the space that you're in and why why you like to do it so much damn what an interesting intro <laughs> that's awesome uh yeah i'm josh uh in the space of nutrition and trying to become a psychologist as well. So trying to figure out, well, I'm in school right now. I'm going to Northeastern, uh, trying to figure out how to the psychology of eating and how it connects with the person's physical and mostly even mental health. Uh, thinking about starting with adolescent psychology because so little kids, because uh, I think it's a lot easier to, uh, for kids. More kids are manualable. Um, and because of that, we can shape, um, if you start a kid on a, for example, like a diet early on, um, their health can get drastically improved versus someone who's already terminally ill. Um, as an adult, it's a lot harder to fight off the disease. So you can make a lot bigger change if you start off with young. But nutritional psychology is the path that I'm leaning towards to, so... Very cool. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Uh, I can't wait. I seems I can't wait with you guys. So what got you into the space? Interesting question. Um, so it started off with, I started after COVID, I started my first business of microgreens, They're like little plants. And I realized that there's just, I was starting, I was trying to make money even before that, but the money turned into uh, more of a necessity business where I wanted to, um, build a business that really helps people. So it was a necessity for people. And that got me into microgreens. I got a mentor, uh, who his name is Nick Greens. Um, we're still in connection nowadays. And we, he really helped me learn the industry. And he also, uh, help me explain the uh, potential of the health of the greens um, and that evolved with my next business that i tried to start and i did i earned money from it was dog food um, nutritional dog food for dogs uh, and it continued on where the entire time throughout those years i was doing research as both food and nutritional products and um, non-food products like lotion, for example, shampoos that you put on your skin. Um, 
and all the health and risks of each ingredient in them, um, which got me to today of understanding that you truly can change your health, even though it sounds really simple, the psychology behind it, I believe, which I don't know much about, and that's why I'm studying about it, but it's very interesting of what I found so far. And that's what led me to become a nutritional or what I think I want to become a nutritional psychologist today so far. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's very cool. Josh, do you mind sharing how old you are just for the audience? I'm 20 years old. 20 years old and he's already doing all of this. That's, that's very cool. I also think it's extremely unique that you chose this path because I feel like people that are around our age are trying to just find quick ways to make money and just finding what works, but you're really taking a passion that you have and expanding it as much as you can. Like you said, you started multiple businesses and you're trying to see what works for you, what doesn't. And, you know, best of luck, obviously in your future. And I think that's very cool and you're going to have great things come your way. Also, I wanted to specify just so I'm understanding all this correctly. So nutritional psychology is just the correlation pretty much between your mental health and the diet that you have? Yes. Um, there is actually a very new field. Um, towards mine, I, I still have so much to learn about it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just as my second or third year college. Uh, I still have a lot to learn about it. Towards my understanding, it is the, yeah, the connection between nutrition and mental health. Uh, I think there is... Um, in the world of psychology, um, you can do many different things to help your health. So one is therapy, which is a lot of the options that people choose today. Um, and then sometimes it's the prescription of medication, which is also an important aspect towards psychology, which is more psychiatry. Um, and I think something that is brand new emerged and we'll be seeing it's going to be a, um, a trend in the next, or it is becoming a trend right now, but it will continue being a trend within the next 20 or so years, maybe even indefinitely, is the health of psychology. Um, and we already have a lot of research for that to show us that you can actually change someone's health, someone's mental state. Um with nutrition that also affects the psychology of a person. Very cool. So kind of an uh, overall question, what is the impact? You were kind of talking about it. What is the impact of diet on your mental health? Like what are some examples of foods that you might take in or something that you might consume that will have an impact on your health? It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, diet is just an like one of the biggest factors to determine um, longevity. And I'm going to try to think out loud um, with you here because um, I don't have like any of these an answers like in the back of my head. Or they are in the back of my head. Um, I'm going to think out loud. Uh, diet is a very, very big aspect towards one health. Um, age. So how young or old you look, how long you live to. They found that diet actually impacts um, how long disease-free years you live for um, in addition to your current life. Um, I think um, I think it's, was it vegetarian or Mediterranean diet? Um, 
uh, meaning if you're eating just a plant-based diet or a whole food diet, so just meat, plants, nuts, seeds, uh, fish, it's, it's like 10 plus years of disease-free life. So I think the study didn't even look at, um, regular, like the amount of years you will live. It's the amount of disease-free years. Um, and I think that's very important in terms of life. Um, during the last, like I had, I had my grandpa recently just passed away. He just last 20 years was just gruesome for him in a hospital on medication, which medication of course is important, but it has side effects too. You're always tired. Your, um, his eye was also, um, not working properly. He didn't have a good quality of life. So in terms of how, wait, repeat your question one more time, just so I get it right. I just said it was, it was a pretty basic question. There's no right answer, but I was saying overall, what are some examples of the benefits of, or not benefits, what are some examples of like foods in the diet that you consume compared to like in correlation to your mental health. Yes. Yes. How does food help mental health? Yep. Uh, no right answer. I just, I wanted to make sure I'm answering that question. Um, that's one thing, life, feeling good about yourself every day. And these are just like, it seems like it's basic things, but, um, one thing that people don't understand unless like they've done a test on themselves is how much effect of eating healthy does on your mental psychosis. Like, People will, a lot of people, it's known that a lot of people don't eat well. They know that eating well helps you feel better, helps you like lose weight, but they don't actually understand how, like how it actually affects themselves. It's very hard to conceptualize into words. When you work out, you can see yourself getting stronger, but when you eat healthy, it's actually very difficult to notice results in another person. Um, in yourself, after a couple of days of switching, if you eat all sugar or all just crap and switching onto a healthy diet, it's actually a very interesting change that goes by. Your sleep improves. You want to go to sleep earlier. Um, not even early. You, when at the time, if you set a sleep schedule for yourself, um, which is also very important to do, uh, you want to fall asleep at that time. Uh, you want to wake up at the exact same time. You have so much more energy of the day. Um, you don't feel tired. Uh, your diseases go away. It's so not even at the end of your life disease free, but like you get sick less often. Um, and this all, they all have done studies on this. Um, trying to think, um, what else? Sex drive also very important increases. Um, you grow better, grow better muscles. You feel, I guess I've already said you feel better, but you feel just consciously better. You think smarter. It also affects your IQ, um, as a childhood, um, both on what the mother eats pre, uh, birth of child and what the child eats. Um, your IQ, um, it goes up a couple points based on what you eat. Um, you develop less cancer. Uh, less problems, um, surgeries, you don't need as much surgeries. Um, it might save you money in the long term. Um, medicine is very expensive. I know some insurances cover them and some parts they don't. Uh, it's very expensive. Uh, there's actually, uh, I know Mark Cuban, he, he tried to make a, um, pharmaceutical company where 
Uh, it costs a lot less than the medication. If you get healthier, you won't have to have medication. Um, not have to, but it's a lot. You'll have to have a lot less that so can save you money. Um, I guess also eating out um, is also very expensive. So if a person is eating out fast food, thinking that it saves them money, it's actually cheaper to go out, buy the food themselves and cook it at their house, cook like for four days at a time, rather than going out and spending it on fast food. So um, those are the basic health benefits. There's so much more deeper that you can go into of every single disease, um, but yeah. Yeah, very cool. That's that's very interesting. I was going to ask because, like you mentioned earlier, you said it's hard to conceptualize how much healthier you're getting. You, know, you had your gym example. You said you can see your muscles getting bigger, but you can't necessarily see other people getting healthier. And you mentioned there was tests that people can do. What is a test that someone can do to see how much eating healthier can benefit them? Um, What is a test that someone can do to see how much people how much impact eating healthy does. Um, well, there's definitely, so if I would ever open up a, um, my program, I know there's more tests than one. I think the basic test would be blood. So that's just like easily, like that's just answer of all, like the, the true all test. You can do like tests on yourself, of course, but those aren't like scientifically valid. Meaning like if you feel better, you know, but that's not, that's not scientifically valid. Um, I know you can do blood tests, urine tests. Um, there's so many different tests that you can do to make sure that you're getting the nutritional amount that you need. You can do your liver test, um, different parts of your body test, um, just to make sure that they're being healthy. Uh, and if they're not, one of the things that you can do, so there's medication that you can take, or there's nutrition that you can also take. There's also herbs, products, there's so many different avenues that you can change um, in order for your body to get better. Um, but if you're getting sick often, that's probably like an indication. It's not a test, but it's an indication. But I think that know-all, be-all is probably a blood test. Um, heavy metals. You can test your body for heavy metals. The amount of heavy plastics, the amount of microplastics that we have in our bodies, absolutely outrageous. Um, heavy metals roam everywhere. Um, anytime you have a non-stick pan, you're getting access. Not, uh, that's heavy metals and PFAS. Um, but... Yes, you have a lot of heavy metals, a lot of PFAS, and a lot of people. So nutritionally speaking, America, and it's not just America, so um, it's a lot of other countries. I just only have researched America. Um, nutritionally speaking, we are actually lacking as a population um, a lot in different nutrition. Um, so like I think, oh, it was the highest thing. I know vitamin D obviously is an obvious one, but I don't think vitamin D was even the highest. I think it was magnesium, I think. Oh, it was it was a lot. It was actually quite astounding if you search up the um, minerals and vitamins that America, um, average American person lacks. It's quite astounding. And even lacking one of them, um, it does like detrimental to your effect. But lacking two or four or eight, it's just horrible. If a person is eating fast food every day, which is about what is it? 40% of all Americans eat it every day, which is unbelievable. Um, 
40% eat it every day. Uh, if you are eating it every day, there's, there's no way you're getting the amount of uh, vitamins you need. And even if you do get the vitamins that you need, there's also difference between synthetic and artificial, uh, synthetic and natural vitamins. Um, those synthetic doesn't process through your blood. Um, and thus, um, uh, synthetic just will go through your blood and you'll just have expensive piss. Um, so even if you're eating, even the fast food, which I don't know if they do put or inject their meats or cows with, um, their chickens, if they are chickens and cows, uh, with synthetic, uh, vitamins that will typically just go through and you'll have expensive piss. Um, so it's very, I guess, back to the point of what you were making, the test, it's a blood test. You, blood tests are probably the most important and needed test in order to know if you are healthy or not. Otherwise, the next most important is how you personally feel. But that's very hard to understand how you feel if you've never felt better than you already are. So... It's easier to see, I can compare myself to you, and if you're very strong, if you Elon are very strong and I'm very weak, I'm like, holy shit, I need more muscles. So I, I can see what my next goal is. Um, and I know comparisons are a good thing, but in this case, it's not even, um, I'm not comparing like, oh, poor me. I'm just saying like, this is a, a, an obtainable goal for me. I can look like Elon, uh, but in terms of health, it's very hard for me to be like, Elon's eating healthy. Let me like, without knowing what's the positive outcome of eating healthy. Um, so tests are very important. People get shocked by tests of what they're actually missing, especially in like Northern countries. But, um, and as you go farther North, vitamin D, um, probably one of the bigger ones, magnesium. That's very interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a lot of information. Um, it's, I want to highlight, go a little bit to the side about when you're talking about vitamins and overall how, because this is something that I've been wondering personally. So I have, you know, my vitamins that I take, I know a lot of people take their own different vitamins. So how can we, I don't know if guarantee is the right word, but how can we make sure that the vitamins that we're taking are not synthetic or artificial and they're actual real and going to actually benefit us. Yeah, I did actually quite a bit of research on this. Uh, it's a good question. Uh, it's very, very important too. The vitamin world, um, I'm going to answer this question, but I'm going to go on a tangent again. Um, oh, no. Just the questions. Um, the vitamin world is actually very, oh, it's dirty. Um, it's less monitored by the government than the food world is um and already are in america i'm just talking about america and this is not any and this is not a jab against america of course there's um uh what's it called um um there's things going on behind her back um in in politics um lobbying um in America and in other countries too. In other countries, sometimes worse, sometimes better. Happens everywhere. Um, but in terms of the vitamin world, it's very expensive. The business is very lucrative and it's very unregulated, more unregulated than food. And a lot of times what they've actually found in vitamins is quite shocking. It's unbelievable what they found in vitamins. Number one, 
what they found in vitamins is so apart from let's take if you're taking let's take i don't know what vitamins are you taking just give me one of them vitamin d we'll do that vitamin, vitamin d it's a very easy vitamin so a lot of times what they found in vitamin d or in just vitamins in general let's take vitamin d i don't know if this one specifically but when they did tests they found that there is apart from if we're taking so it's two separate things it's vitamin d and everything else the everything else aspect in vitamin d actually can potentially harm you um, a lot of times they'll put in vitamins especially multivitamins um, they'll put ad additives that are addictive on accident or on purpose sometimes they found additives that are similar to methamphetamine um, to in order to hook you to want you to take it again um, uh, other times it's additives that are like it, it was from the machine so it's unsanitary and it's from the machine heavy metals are a big one um that is added uh that is added to the vitamin as well to accidentally unaccidentally maybe the company doesn't want to screen through this and they don't have to either um the way the nutritional um, aspect of our government works the nutritional supplementation is uh the government won't say anything unless um unless there seems to be a problem so in terms of like like when a drug is passed like a pharmaceutical drug there's many tests that have to go through a pharmaceutical drug in order for it to be allowed to be given to people vitamins and supplements don't have that it's per the company to decide what they deem acceptable to give to the um uh, to the person like elon or myself um in other parts of um the world they actually use like in germany doctors will actually prescribe vitamins like supplements in for certain diseases which is quite astonishing and this is it, it does work they've actually done research in those countries to show that there is positive effect for that specific vitamin mineral herb um it's all part of one game uh, but it's not there's different subcultures in that game uh in terms of just the vitamin so now in terms of that's what the additives of the vitamin there's also the vitamin itself so there's many different forms of each or potentially many different forms of each vitamin um i know with like magnesium there's like magnesium gl glycinate magnesium like what is a sterate citrate there's like by I, I i'm i don't really exactly know the true like each different form um when i was first looking at it i was under the impression that there was like the best form of magnesium or the best form of vitamin d or there's like different forms of like vitamin c um there are worse and better forms of vitamin c and d or magnesium um anytime you hear the word like kind of form that means it's synthetic so anytime you see like on the on the pill bottle or on the vitamin bottle like magnesium magnesium citrate i don't know the different honest i don't know the different forms of vitamin d um let me find give me another example if you can think of off the top of your head 
Sure, magnesium. Well, we'll do magnesium. Magnesium uh, glycinate. Anytime you see a form of magnesium, um, that is an, a synthetic vitamin. Um, there are worse forms of synthetic vitamins for sure. There is a tier between the synthetic vitamins. I know, what is it, magnesium citrate or something. Um, one of them makes you shit really badly. Um, and then um, there's like niacin, I think, and vitamin C that just do not take. It's basically like, I think, an alternate form of like, it's a little bit of cyanide in there, which is also bizarre that they're even including something like that. Um, uh, or no, that's in vitamin B, one of those two. Um, but the way you know that a vitamin is natural is if the ingredients are plants. So in natural vitamins, you can actually see like, it's like, um, I guess, like iron. Sometimes iron is made by something called like algae care, algae call. And you'll see like what is in the, and, and then it's like, there's like, sometimes they'll put in parentheses like other ingredients or like vegetable blend. And you'll see, you can actually search up online, like what is algae count? It's like, it's just an algae. And then, they, and, uh, then it has like the vegetable blend or the um, uh, green blends and it'll list all the different vegetables on there. Um, sometimes even in the pill, like the pill that surrounds the, um, um, uh, the, the powder, uh, which it's just powdered vegetables. That's how, you know, it's a natural vitamin. Um, it, it's a powder, um, but not always, mostly it's a powder, but not always. Um, the pill actually is also bad. It contains some like magnesium citrate. Um, sometimes it's, um, like some syrup that encompasses it to make it easier to taste and swallow. Um, I would also avoid that if you're getting the highest quality vitamins. Um, one of the problems that they found, uh, and it's, it's all, it's a back and forth thing. So you can find whatever I'm saying, you can find things against it and pro it. Um, you just have to know and search deeply on each study. Um, from my research, I found that if you intake, um, synthetic vitamins, you're going to be, um, producing sometimes this glow in the dark urine, which is interesting. Um, but you're going to be producing expensive urine. It's all going to come out. Um, it's very hard for absorption of synthetic vitamins. Um, I don't know the science behind that, which is something I should learn. Um, but in terms of synthetic vitamins, um, and you, you can always continue on on the science of like, why does this get absorbed? Why is this chemical not get absorbed? You can go deeper and deeper into the science about anything. But in terms of this, this is where that expertise stops. Um, but the absorption of synthetic does not happen in terms of studies when they've done studies on synthetic versus natural. Um, natural definitely has a much, much, much better absorption um, in terms of your, what your body registers and knows versus synthetic. Some people will disagree. Um, it's, it's, and some studies will also disagree too, but from the studies that I've read, um, uh, it's, it's kind of clear that vi natural vitamins, meaning vitamins made from plants. So it's, it's powder. It's just like, uh, freeze dried and dehydrated. Um, or it's just freeze dried, uh, freeze dried plants encapsulated absorbs much, much better than synthetic uh, vitamins. And that also doesn't even include the negative effects that a lot of vitamins have on you. The amount of hospitalization, I think it's, 
Oh, like 20,000 people a year, I'm going to say. Good hospital. No. Oh, I forgot the number. Amount of people get hospitalized. I think it's 20,000 from um, vitamins. And that's also can be a, um, some people think that's a under exaggeration um, because no one is, no one in the medical professional, not no one, but a lot of people aren't trained to detect what, um, uh, vitamin overdose or uh, vitamin toxicity um, or supplement toxicity looks like in a person. So they just don't know what it is. So it might look like a cold, but in reality, you're getting some bad case of magnesium. Or you might just have, you're just like, you're have diarrhea and it just might be some stomach bug, but in reality, you're taking some bad taste, uh, bad, um, magnesium or something. Um, so it's it, a lot more people, they believe it's just a huge amount of people get hospitalized, hospitalized, not even just feeling bad at home, um, for, um, the wrong types of vitamins. Wow. That's crazy. That's definitely going to make me rethink the vitamins I'm taking and yeah. It's that that's interesting that you say that. I want to switch gears just a little bit. I want to sure. talk about first not vitamins, but sugar. Not only the effects of sugar has in your brain, but I think just so people that are listening and even myself can relate to you, you being, you know, you're you're talking about all this. You're you you have a lot of knowledge in this space. You're extremely healthy. I know it, obviously. But do you never face like you never crave something or like if you want sugar, you never take it and kind of going off of that too is it if you never crave stuff is it because you know how bad it is for you or you just know that like you don't want it if that makes sense so i guess it's a two-point question negative effects yeah. of sugar and how to deal with cravings of sugar um yeah good so i was gonna say do you for, i think the first question that i think would be good for you to answer is do you personally consume this food? Like not on a, like a consistent basis, but sometimes, you know, like have this food. So it's a really interesting question. I'll say yes. And I'll say why, and I'll say what my future goals are. So I do, and it's very difficult to stop. And there's a reason for that too. And I, it's not a, like a proud thing to say it's a really bad it's a drug um sugar is on par with some of the drugs that we have even though it might not be seen as one in the food industry it is a drug it's not <clears throat> the worst ingredient that you can potentially put into your food so for example there's in, in you can go through like like a supermarket and find worse ingredients than sugar 100 percent um artificial sugar so like sugar comes from a cane but you can like synthetically which i guess it is already synthetically made because it's not you can't just get sugar from um cane but you can get artificial sugar artificial sweeteners um that are like atrazine i think it's called at um that is worse aspartame yes 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 um that is worse than they found it's it's actually worse for um for you then sugar i know me and my coworker had like this argument at, at work at our work that um it's uh there's like minute possibility of a positive of aspartame um 
where like for a person with diabetes, again, for a person with diabetes, you should just stop sugar altogether. It's, it's not, but it, it is very difficult to stop it. Um, but if it's life and death, maybe that's a little easier. I'm right now in a week and a half, two weeks of no sugar, which is funny enough for saying this. I know my sister is like months without sugar. Um, and she's like, I'm going. Um, I've noticed, I'm, I've done, the longest I've done with no sugar so far is six months. Um, but it's the same thing when you're addicted to any drug. It's a drug. Um, it's like, it's when you hear like a person going like, I'm six months off of marijuana. It's, it's a similar concept to that. Um, and in addition to that, um, it's very hard because with marijuana, um, you feel it instantly. So it's, it goes back to the same thing as like long-term versus short-term feeling. So, um, with the nutrition, like why should you eat healthy, like muscle growth, like you see a giant person versus your skinny self, um, or fat self. And you, you know, it's kind of night and day what it looks like, but in terms of feeling, that's a little different and it's very hard to conceptualize the feeling of no sugar. It's very hard to conceptualize the feeling of, um, eating a good diet, but from my experiences, and from the research that I've done, it's very night and day. So one of the reasons why, and I am on right now, I'm no sugar, um, like no artificial sugar. You can eat, you can eat as many, if anyone tells you not to eat fruits and uh, fruits because they have sugar, nonsense, eat away. It's the same thing as saying like you can overdose on broccoli. You can, but that's like extremely difficult to do. You will not overdose on broccoli. It's very difficult unless you force your, like just continuously are eating mm -hmm. broccoli. Yeah, right. It's very difficult. Just like it's difficult to eat, to overdose on fruit. Fruit actually helps, um, helps in so many different ways, including, I don't want to, I'm not a doctor yet. <laughs> But in, I believe even with people with diabetes, it helps. Maybe with them, you should lower the amount of fruit that you consume. Um, but the point of it is it has, um, it has many different, fruit has many different compounds in it, um, which is why the sugar in there is fine. You, you need sugar, it's glucose. Um, I'm not too much familiar in the world of um, that yet, but in terms of sugar, with how it affects you in terms of disease. It's like, it's a preposterous amount of diseases that are oriented with just the consumption of sugar, just sugar alone. Um, it's cancer is just like straight up just caused by sugar. Um, it's, it's, it's quite interesting that if you deep dive deep on cancer, it's like sugar reduces your oxygen or calcium that reduces your oxygen. It's crazy. And then the oxygen causes the, um, cancer to erupt, um, but the lack of oxygen, um, and this is happening in your blood too. That's not the oxygen that you breathe in. Um, um, not only that, but sugar causes you to have, um, like a spike in your energy levels. Um, and it's, it's a little difficult to feel because when you're smoking marijuana or drinking, you feel it instantly. 
Uh, with sugar, it's a little more difficult to feel. It takes longer for the effect to happen, and it's also a shorter span, and you just feel kind of tired. Uh, one of the interesting things about sugar, though, is the amount of energy that you have and the problems that you don't even notice go away when you stop eating it. Um, sleep is just amazing. If anyone's suffering from sleeping, like um, just can't fall asleep, don't eat sugar for like months. Uh, uh, it's Again, it's very difficult. It's just like a drug. It's just like quitting. Um, also, I guess in another point, um, to quit sugar, when you start quitting sugar, it's just like any other drug. It's just like any other drug. Uh, when you first quit marijuana, you want you have cravings for it, um, as you do with alcohol, crack. Um, sugar is no different. You have cravings for it. You want to eat sugary foods, anything that's sweet. After about two weeks of these cravings, your taste buds started to change and your body starts reducing on these cravings. And after about a month of it, you actually, so you stop the cravings, you, and your taste buds change. So your actual taste changes and start enjoying food more. So food just tastes better, which is absolutely wild. I've never, I've done this before too. Like I've done for six months crazy i've never seen it happen before like i actually started enjoying the food that i eat um because it doesn't dull your senses same thing as salt by the way too it's not just sugar when you eat french fries from mcdonald's there's a lot of salt on there too it dulls your taste um you need um it's like when you drink when you when you drink you need more alcohol every time that you drink if you're drinking like every day in order to get to that same level of um uh, intoxication. It's the same thing with sugar, salt. I think there's one more. Um, sugar and salt, let's just say that for now. Um, it, it takes more of that in order to get to those levels um, that you want, the sweetness that you desire. Um, when you stop for a month, taste buds change. Um, and you actually, like I remember with month three, I was actually appalled by sugar which is very interesting. Like I did not want sugar in my life. The reason month after month six, I came back was because what well, was in my household. So, um, and when I saw my friends eating, I, I don't really too remember why I like even dove into the first, maybe I didn't understand the effects that well back then, but I am doing no sugar again right now and I'm going to keep it. Um, I'm not going to eat sugar because it's just, I feel after week one, um, it's, I already feel so much better. Uh, it's, it's really, um, you do get cravings here and there. You know, the way you settle the cravings, the way I do, if I want to eat sugar you just eat and you just fat, I'm, I'm skinny. So it's a little easier for me. Um, if I feel like I want to eat sugar, I just eat, eat something, um, healthy. I'll eat something healthy. I have healthy stuff in my house, luckily. Um, but I'll just fill myself up with something healthy. So I'm full. So I'm like, I, I can't eat anymore. Like nothing. I'm just, I'm good. Um, that's how I, that's how I handle the sugar addiction. It's a very difficult addiction to break through. And it's also difficult because when you stop smoking like marijuana, you feel better. Oh, actually you don't feel better in a couple of days. Um, sugar is, oh, so we know that everyone tells us that marijuana and alcohol is bad for us. Um, what isn't told to us is sugar is bad for us. So like we, it's sold in supermarkets to everyone. 
kids on the lower shelf get sold cereals of sugar. Um, so it, it's very difficult to quit something that we don't even know it's bad, but we do, but we think it's not that bad for us because it's sold and legal, which doesn't make it bad. You can buy very interesting things that are legal that can be detrimental to your health um, <laughs> versus things that are illegal, which are sometimes really good for your health. Um, so it's, it's a very interesting concept of how it works. But um, I don't know if you had another question, if I answered all that with the sugar. Um, but if you have another one with that, I'd be more than happy to take it. Uh, not as far as sugar, but I did want to quickly go over it. I know it's probably a long time, but I wanted to ask you, talk, you said, or I better say, you mentioned how sugar isn't talked about enough and how we know it's bad for us, but we don't really talk about it at all. I don't, I want to switch the gears a little bit and talk about the gut. I don't know how much you know about the gut, but I wanted to say that I feel like the gut is the other way around. It's a, we don't know much about the gut, but it has so much of an impact on us. So I'm not sure if there's stuff you know about it. I don't know if it even relates to nutritional psychology, but floor is yours. Oh, no, 100% it does. Um, no, the gut is very, very important to um, uh, your nutrition. They're actually finding, so they're finding the gut um, has a lot more to do with how we feel than like our brain. So our brain and gut, I don't know much about it either, um, but I do know a little bit. Our brain and gut seem to be linked. And we, like as a science um, um, uh, science in America and our world, are still doing research on it. Um, our brain and gut are linked. Um, what you eat gets absorbed by the gut. And a lot of times people have leaky guts, which has the malabsorption of certain nutrients. Um, when you have that, you don't get the amount of nutrients that you need in order for um, your mental and physical self to be there. Um, it's It gets even more important in terms of like diseases. Um, they're finding like um alzheimer's i think is one of them um almost all diseases honestly but i know i i found research um university of chicago is doing research um with gut on how it plays a role in mental health um uh, autism is another big one they're doing different research surprisingly it's the research is just out of this world um i know i read one research that they're it's trying to they're trying to um put they're trying to so they're, they're finding that a person with autism actually has a bad a bad gut biome um and it's very hard to restart one too um i know there's a lot of supplements in the store that you can do like it's it's this helps with gut this helps with gut one of, i think the major problems is the bacteria in the gut there's so many of them there's i think bill trillions um i don't know if trillions but i know definitely in the billions um of bacteria in the gut so when like um they'll advertise i know one co-worker told me that when they advertise like 20 bacteria for your gut it's bogus because there's a there's a um there's a, there's a synergy in your gut with all the bacteria together 
uh, where if you increase one too much, one of them might go down. Uh, it's the same thing with vitamins too. Um, or if you increase one, 20 of them or 20,000 of them might go down. Um, so, um, you have to find foods to boost the gut itself or the production of the bacteria, not give your gut the bacteria is my understanding so far. Um, it's like you have to fix the underlying cause of the gut, which is it's, I believe it's called the leaky gut. It's when the gut doesn't actually absorb the nutritional, um, the nutrients that are given by the food and it's not being sent to your brain and throughout the entire body. Um, and one of the ways, so like, oh, I'll give you an example. It's, it's really disgusting. Um, but they're doing it in a safe way. University of Chica uh, Chicago, um, it's called GCMAF. It's basically another word for that. It's called fecal transplant. Um, they're basically taking healthy fecal matter, which is another word for poop and like sanitizing it and stirring it up and inserting it back into a person's, I believe either they're putting it into the surgery or back via their ass. Um, it, it sounds really disgusting, but that's how, what University of Chicago, um, is trying to attempt to start a person's gut back up again. So if a person's gut is basically dead, the amount of, no matter how many amount of, um, uh, gut bacteria you put into it, it's not going to start it up again. The problem is not the amount of gut bacteria. The problem is the actual gut. Um, and they're trying to do it. I think right now there is a company that I saw that is using that same approach in order to tackle autism. Um, and it's finding that it has success, that people with autism actually drastically reduce um, there are symptoms, um, because of, and it's very hard to test for autism. There's like psychology markers that you can test. Like, um, like, do you feel this way? Um, do you feel this way? Same thing with depression. Um, like how long have you feel depressed for? Check the box. Um, but they found that the symptoms, so the, the checking of the box have largely reduced, uh, when done this to people with autism and it's not a hundred percent cure, uh, but the gut plays just a crucial role that we still have not yet determined, um, for, um, our brain health our psychosis our um, our body health, muscle development, um, just in terms of like disease, um, Parasites will infect the gut, unable, will unallow us to process foods. Um, so I think there, I, I, I guess I do need to do a lot more research on the gut, but it is, it's not just me. A lot of scientists in our community are doing a lot of research on the gut and are finding that the gut is a lot more important than we thought and is probably the decider of um, our mental disease and our mental state. Very interesting. Yeah, that's a very good way to answer the question. I'm, I have one more really quick question. Or, yeah, okay, one more really quick question for you. So just kind of fire it out. I just wanted to ask, what are some specific examples of foods that people can start ingesting that's going to help their mental health? Just on the top of your head. Yeah, um, I wouldn't even go as like specific foods. I never really liked specific foods. Um, I think... 
when a person goes like, it's a very weird, it's an interesting question. It's actually a very good one. Um, I don't think there's any like foods specifically that I would recommend to anyone. One food. Um, cause like some people will be like, well, blueberries help cancer. Well, so do strawberries, um, they found, and so does like this other fruit and so does this vegetable. There's tears in vegetables and tears in fruits that you can have. So like there's blueberries and then there's wild blueberries or there's strawberries and there's like wild strawberries. Um, so the more non-genetically modified um, or GM, genetically modified organism or GMO that you get into, the better it becomes for your health, of course. Um, but that's just diving really deep into it. There's also like a tier of vegetables, like you can get really deep in it. Some people will say that garlic is not as good for you as this vegetable, or like the dark leafy uh, greens are better for you than that, or eggplant gives you stomach. It's all to, for me, for example, um, that is more for when you over already achieved a state of only eating whole food diet. Like, then you can do more and more research on to figure out which vegetable can replace which one and which food should be recommended over this one. You can eat blueberries or smaller blueberries. Uh, bananas, there's also like bananas and wild bananas or plantains. plantains. Um, uh, in terms of what you should eat, there's also a whole other argument with that. Some people say meat is good. Some people say meat is bad. I believe that if you want to eat meat, obviously grass fed, um, and the better, the closer to a farm you can go to the better. So if you can get meat from a farm, so like you, you can watch the cow getting killed, you can watch them like cut the pieces up and give you the piece. And you can see what the cow eats. The cow eats from a grass. Is the grass sprayed with pesticide? Is the grass given artificial or natural vitamins? Um, there's so many different factors that you can that goes into meat and vegetables as well too. It's not this is the same thing where if you want to eat vegetables, the best way to go is a farmer's market, and the best way after that, um, the better after that is to your own to the own farm and see like what they're spraying their crops with. Um, what kind of and that's that also gives rise to indoor farming um where pesticide doesn't have to be used um because it's indoors um there's they don't really get bugs it's it's all there's <laughs> bugs don't get in indoors typically there might be one or two but the problem with bugs is when it's on an open field at a large amount with vertical farming or indoor farming um, they either stack it, um, or it's just in a building, um, growing under light. But then it also drives the question of is natural versus unnatural sunlight better? That's also a different question. Um, but, I, there's also an argument of vegetarian, pescatarian, um, or just a whole food diet with meat. Um, I think I personally lean f towards like whole food first in my opinion, uh, meaning it's just unprocessed meat, vegetables, um, grains, which there's, that's a whole nother world of grains. You can get better or worse grains, um, like oatmeal, um, is I think like 
one of the worst, but it's still really good depending on what the other ingredients are um, or organic oatmeal, but like buckwheat is better. Um, there's also better than that quinoa. Um, I think I'm butchering that quinoa, quinoa, um, quinoa. quinoa. Um, yeah, uh, there's better than that in terms of grains, um, nuts, seeds, I guess fruits, vegetables, and then meat. I think the best meat that I found is beef. Um, because it's very hard to get grass-fed chicken, um, but you can get like turkey. I don't know if you can get grass-fed turkey, honestly. Um, uh, fish, this whole other problem with fish, there's metals in fish, mercury, um, microplastics, but microplastics are everywhere. Um, fish, you'd want um, non-farm-raised, so wild-caught versus farm-raised. Farm-raised, they'll typically dye the fish, which is crazy. Um, to make it look a certain color. But in my researched opinion, I think that a vegetarian diet is the best diet for a person. You can get amazing protein from a vegetarian diet. It's a lot harder and more unsafe um, to do a vegetarian diet if done incorrectly, but it's much better for you if done correctly. Um, meat has a lot of problems that come along with it that vegetarian does not um and if you want we can get into i guess like that's a whole other question of why meat versus vegetarian is better so a meat diet versus vegetarian but all in all it's if you want to follow like a diet it's whole food and it sounds very simple but it's whole food no other ingredients except the ingredient that you're buying. So like, it's not, you should buy an apple, not like, um, uh, the apple sauce with like sugar and like different ingredients. It's just an apple. Um, so fruits, vegetables, nuts, seed, if you want meat, fish, even fine chicken, um, eggs, milk, um, as long as it's just the ingredients. I, I don't know about milk. I'll stay away from it, but just the ingredients of, um, the food or it's called whole food or Mediterranean even diet. Gotcha. All right. Well, Josh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Of course. Went a little bit over, went a little bit over how much you thought. Did you want to give a shout out to anything like any of your social media, somewhere people can find you or are you good? Not needed. Yeah. Shout out to Elon for hosting this, uh, <laughs> uh, this podcast. 